Yeah, the grind on something like YouTube does feel really crazy too because it's like if people think I feel like people get into it because they're like you're your own boss and really your boss is an algorithm at Google that just mm-hmm. like decides how many random people they show your channel to or like what kind of ad revenue per view you're going to get or what ads they roll on your video or if you get demonetized and like all this weird bullshit. Yeah, like if your boss was a robot and the robot was controlled by like a handful of greedy billionaires using like, I guess, like navigational data from millions of 12 year olds. Yeah. (laughs) And that's that's like what you have to do, because like you see Mr. Beast, like where he's at now, he's losing his mind. Yes, he's literally absolutely. on Twitter like every few weeks. He's like, I gave away a million bajillion dollars and everyone hates me. I gave, <laughs> I gave the sophomore choir club at a, at a famous high school General Cluckers McChicken spread for their, <laughs> for their prom. And everyone said I was, a, everyone said I was an NPC. And uh, <laughs> I'm really hurt about it and I can't do anything right. And it's like, I don't know, man. Maybe if you hadn't made it your job... <laughs> to try to please all the people all the time a famously impossible thing to do <laughs> god have you i haven't actually done this i've just like google image search mr beast and it's like you know not that i really am someone who believes in a human soul but i understand why people who do are like mr beast is the antichrist because you look at every picture of him and he's forcing a completely fake smile mm-hmm. or he's like maybe has a slight smile on his face there's never anything behind his eyes he just looks like a blank mannequin in like all of these pictures. And he's just like turned himself into a pure like conduit. He is just a thing that like advertising money flows into and out of in the form of, of viral content and in the form of like charitable content. And there's, <laughs> there's like nothing human left. I feel like you're saying he's the Kwisatz Haderach. But instead of spice, it's it's VC capital and advertising <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That actually is a very good uh, metaphor. Where it's like it's all flowing into him, and he can like he's like seeing the matrix in terms of like content, in terms of stuff that everyone will follow. Mm-hmm. But then he's also like trapped by the following in the same way that uh, that Paul Paul Atreides is, where it's like Mr. Beast can no more like get his millions of 12 year old followers to like think or do something then you know paul could stop the uh could stop the jihad in dune right um yeah i i I forget where it was like on twitter or something that i was seeing someone describing like the like role of mr beast as basically being like you know the um modern internet savvy users are like very turned off by the concept of brands and the concept of like brand content mm-hmm. you know it's like nobody is like let me sit down and watch this video from pepsi no matter how cool the video is like they'd have to spend millions of dollars and make a movie basically for you right. to watch it but people will watch a mr beast video and then it's like he can just be the avatar who is not like technically a spokesperson for any like specific brand but any brand can like safely roll an ad before a Mr. Beast video or pay for a sponsorship or whatever. Right. And then know that they're like riding along with something that is like, ha- has a veneer of uh, authenticity and has like enough of a character that people are into it. Well, that's like the danger of the commodification thing, right? Cause we've talked about this before and I think we were really, really coming down hard on the side of like, you don't want yourself to be turned into a commodity. And that's valid. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I stand by all the shit we said about that, but I think it's also dangerous for like 
influencers and advertisers to be a commodity, not just dangerous to them, mm-hmm. like fuck them, they have lots of money, I sure, guess, yeah. so I don't really care, but like dangerous to us because it's like, it's exactly as you say, Chris, like if, if Pepsi comes into my replies about a 2001 um, Star Wars Pepsi machine that is still standing in Mount Washington, oh, yeah. and I reply with silence brand, Everyone will like that silence brand tweet because it's easy to hate Pepsi. But yeah. when you see Mr. Beast and he's like, this video is brought to you by Raycons. You're like, oh, I don't want to watch this ad. But you don't think to yourself, I hate you, Mr. Beast. Yeah. Because it's like, it's, it's like the anti-piracy commercial. It's like, you wouldn't hate a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, or, you know, it's like some people have enough like understanding to be like, I hate your content. And it's like, it's not like I have anything personally against Mr. Beast other than the fact that like he's a rich guy who's corny like Mm -hmm. I don't think he's an evil person any more than any other like young person making a bunch of money on the internet is evil it's just like he's the perfect conduit for a very evil system well it's like uh, you know Mr. Beast is a is a product of what what he does for money and in mm-hmm. the lifestyle and, and the, the everything that comes with that. Cause it's like, think about somebody else who does something that is entertainment and makes a shitload of money off of it. Like a professional mm-hmm. athlete who has yeah. a million and millions and millions dollar contract to play in the professional sports ball league. Mm-hmm. And you know, do we hold it against him or them or whoever that like the, that like they're shaped by that arena and that maybe their home is decorated with sports ball themed stuff or, you know, it just seems very natural. But then we start to wonder, we're like, why are these YouTube influencers so corny and so this and that? And, Mm -hmm. and like, they start to seem suspicious to us. And it's just like, well, you know, we, we have to start thinking about like, what's the system that creates these people? Because it's like, at the end of the day, who is Mr. Beast's boss? It's Mm -hmm. YouTube. It's fucking YouTube. It's Google. He is a Google employee. And he should be in the fucking Google Employees Union, as far as I'm fucking concerned. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it put, it, it's it's a weird situation because I think people are they wanna they wanna take these edge cases like Mr. Beast or whatever, and they wanna try and extrapolate a lesson to apply to their own lives to help them make a decision. Like, should I try to monetize this or that? Should I start a podcast? Should I make a YouTube video? And it's like, I think at the end of the day, you should do those things under one of two conditions. If either one of these things are true, fucking go for it. Mm-hmm. One, if you really love what you're doing, yeah. then do it, whether you're going to make money or not. Two, if you're definitely going to make money, then do it, whether you love it or not, because <laughs> you need that money. Let's be real. For sure. Yeah, and I think that's like the same logic of someone who is like deciding to play in the NBA or the NFL or whatever. Is mm-hmm. that like For a lot of them, they get into sports because they're fun and it's fun to compete. And then obviously for the people who actually end up playing professionally, it's like at a certain point, probably when they're pretty young, like probably they're like 10 or something. And someone is like, you know, you're really good. You should like go to basketball camp or you should like go to this school that has a better team or you should like try out for this middle school or whatever the fuck like path you get on that like pushes you towards playing professionally. And like, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are on that path and are like close to making it to playing professionally and can't quite. And at a certain point, it it is like a very, very hard to get job, not necessarily. I mean, it's, it's still a game, but it is mm-hmm. a game with very, very high stakes. And it's like a job you're trying out for that is very difficult to actually achieve. So whether or not you are going to enjoy it or find like personal 
satisfaction in just doing it becomes like besides the point because you're trying to like fulfill a role for you know billion dollar companies, which is basically what each of these teams are and what these leagues are. 